Welcome to the That's Deep podcast. I'm Naomi, and I'm an international board-certified life and success coach, neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, or NLP, as you've heard it, an empath, a mother, an introvert, and a podcast host. It is my mission to empower humans from the inside out through inner and outer exploration. Thank you so much for being here. If you love the show, please give it a follow and a five-star rating. I appreciate you so much. Now let's dive in. Pardon the interruption, but I have a really quick question for all of you. What type of empath are you? If you're not sure and you haven't taken my empath quiz yet, you can certainly do so at thatsdeepco.com backslash empath dash quiz. And I will also leave a link for it in my show notes. When you take the quiz, you'll find out your type and you'll also be sent a free guided meditation that corresponds to your specific empath type. Thank you so much. And I look forward to helping you find out your type. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to invite you to connect with me on Instagram at naomicourtney.co. Again, that's at naomicourtney.co on Instagram. Thank you. What's up, everyone? I'm Riley, a creative entrepreneur and co-host of this podcast. Each week, we bring conversations to the table to empower, inspire, and motivate you with amazing insights, ideas, and thoughts on everything deep. So come on, everyone. Let's get deep. All righty. So everyone, I guess in Hawaii, good morning. Johnny, you're in D.C., right? Yeah, yeah. Over in okay, D.C. So, for afternoon right now. So yeah, good afternoon. Uh, but yeah, everyone, welcome to another episode of the That's Deep podcast. I'm very honored, very lucky to have Johnny, and I hope I'm saying this right, El Sasser. Yeah, perfectly. Okay, man. perfect. Good. Um, very honored to have you as a guest today. I know former Special Operations U.S. Army Ranger. Yep. Uh, former Protective Security Specialist. Yep. Protected the U.S. Ambassador to Iraq. Yep. Ten years, combat veteran. Um, God, yeah, the list goes on. <laughs> awesome podcast. Um, Thank you. Solid voice. You are the, so everyone knows you are the founder of the Art of Masculinity podcast, which is, which is a great listen. Um, and yeah, Thank you. I like the your mission to help men everywhere find the courage, confidence in themselves and in their masculinity, just everything. Absolutely. De- yeah, defeat man. the stress, get away the perceived notion of society, you know, the, the words. And I definitely wanted to ask you about a certain word. I know it's not your favorite. so <laughs> I know where you're going with this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I just, just another way of maybe, I guess, saying it, but we were, you know, in all love, in all fun, and getting like not, you know. Uh, but yeah, Let's, that's uh, awesome, brother. I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys having me on the show. This is an honor for me to be on here with you. I know you're starting out uh, yeah. with, with uh, your podcast, and this is really cool to be part of this at the forefront. I, I know you guys will probably have great success with it. So thank, thank you for having me on. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. So we'll just jump kind of in. We want to know a little bit more about you. Tell us a little bit your background. Where are you from? Uh, what do you do for a living now or even even prior? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so um, so I'm from California. Uh, grew up kind of in a rougher area in in Fresno, California. It's it's the Central Valley, so um, it's a huge agriculture area. But we were not an ag family, so. But uh, grew up there. It was it was pretty general upbringing. My mom and dad just blue collar workers. Came from a very blue collar family. Work hard uh, every day. Bring home a paycheck and spend it at the end of the month. So <laughs> it wasn't too much for for saving and stuff like that, which uh, is kind of predicates where men come from with their um, uh, fluctuations and how they deal with money. But um, yeah, so grew up there, played soccer for about 20 years uh, throughout my life, played all through growing up, um, was on a, like one of the best teams in the state of California. And then at 17, I got into the military. I actually had to get emancipated by my parents, wow, which yeah. was pretty funny. <laughs> and right, it wasn't... Yeah. It's, it, people think I was 17 and I had to get emancipated. There's some burning desire for me to be in the military. There honestly wasn't, guys. And I swear, I'm pr- I promise you, I'm telling you the truth. There wasn't some burning desire. I honestly just didn't know what I had to do to get looked at for college soccer. So I took no ACTs. I no, took no SATs. I was like, well, what do I do? And I had no concept of how to get into college. So at 17, um, let me back up a second. My, around 16, 15 or 16, my parents split up. And I just wasn't having a great relationship with either of them. So I actually went to my aunt and uncle's house and they, they kind of like let me stay there for a little while, which was really cool. And my aunt and uncle were like, Hey, you can sleep on the couch. They also had three boys, which my cousins oh, yeah. are very close with. So, um, they said, Oh, you can sleep on the couch. I was like, no, I'm going to pitch a tent in the backyard. So I actually slept in a tent in the backyard, uh, on a blow up mattress for like a good solid few months before I even got out of high school and then went into the military. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so did that, got in the military and, uh, I thought I wanted, I wanted to go special operations. That was a a good, one of my best friends talked to me about that. And I, I was like, I don't know what special operations is. So he had me read on Navy SEALs, special forces, army Rangers, um, Marine force recon. So we're all part of a special operations community. So I look at all of them and I was like, Oh, these Ranger guys sounds really cool. man. that sounds fun. So I signed up for the military. I get into there and uh, they, I was 17 years old, didn't know what I was doing. I go there and they say, hey, we're gonna sign you up for a contract. I said, hey, I'd like to be a ranger. And they said, well, just go to basic training. You can sign up for it after that. Me being a 17 year old kid, talking to this like Sergeant first class, I'm like, okay, he knows what he's talking about. I don't, let me do this. So I get into basic training and my drill sergeant's like, dude, you're a freaking beast. You run like 1132 miles. Um, you're knocking out the PT test, everything. He's like, what, uh, what contract you want? You want special forces? You want Rangers? And I was like, uh, Rangers. And he's like, okay. So next day drill sergeant comes back, hands me a, uh, Rangers contract. Literally I sign it. And after basic training, I'm off to airborne school, then off to rip. And then in, uh, February or no, uh, beginning of March, 2005 was my first combat tour to Iraq. So did four combat tours, three in Iraq, one in Afghanistan with Rangers. Then I got out of that and went to protection and did, I protected the U S ambassador to Iraq out of Baghdad for five years. I was the tactical commander for that team and then got out of that. And now I, I work for the department of state, um, writing contracts behind a desk, <laughs> really crazy transition in my life, but it's been amazing because I've been able to start the podcast, the art of masculinity and do some other things in collaboration with other people to help men everywhere around the world kind of create a better mindset for themselves. So that's where I'm at now. That's awesome, man. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. It's like, like full circle, right? You went from 
like soccer on the move and then yeah. and yeah just do it sleeping in the tent that's pretty a hey, you're you're training for you know yeah being ready to be outside um and now you're at the desk right that's, yeah 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 it's put, crazy how that stuff yeah, turns you, out you put in all the hard work so it's like now it's time to be behind the desk but like you said it's cool that you can do your podcast like what are you on like episodes wait i think i wrote 65 or 60 yeah yeah episode 65 wow. i put out one a week and it's been really fun man i get to meet great people awesome. and as, as you as you've already know that you, you get to meet yeah. some really interesting and awesome people and you get to get a message out there that you believe uh in your heart is really really impactful to other people mm -hmm. so it's very really special for me nice and another side note real quick fresno um northern california i i lived in huntington beach for uh, was it five years? So I was, I was oh, in the OC, yeah. I know North, Northern Cal and SoCal, a little different. Uh, yep. and I got to ask Fresno, I, I have college Fresno state. Are you a fan? Yep. Of, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got to ask a little uh, UH University of Hawaii. So. Well, we, we tend to get our butts kicked by you guys when I was growing up. So, uh, it's, it's more of like, oh man, we're playing Hawaii. We're going to lose it. <laughs> yeah, like back and forth, but they're always, a huge like it was a huge game and a tough outing man it was yeah man so well, that's super cool well good to know and, yeah. and now um what do you what are you kind of working on so you kind of already said but any anything else you're kind of working on in your personal life now or in your business um so the biggest thing that i do in my personal life is i try to continually educate myself and create um value for other people who don't have you know, maybe they don't take the time or they just don't know where to look. So I try to continually read on a lot of different things. Um, obviously, especially masculinity, it's not a lot of information on it, to be honest. Um, so I try to read on that in my personal time and then building a couple different side, uh, businesses with, you know, supporting, um, men in different ways. We're trying to do like a leadership and masculinity course with a good friend of mine, JB Spiso, which that'll be really fun. We'll be launching that in January. Nice. And then, the art of masculinity has been very special because it's just constant, as you know, with the podcast, it's constant finding people who align with your message and trying to bring them on to get their, their word out. And um, so that's, that's really like what's going on right now is just building kind of some side things and focusing on the AOM. That's yeah. awesome. No, that's cool. You get a day at a time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every I, day. I, I love how you're like, I guess I got to get used to this and, I love like listening. You have like short episodes too, like not like maybe yeah. like, like the the recent one. It was a nice list. It was a great list, and it was only I think twelve minutes, and that's like yep. yeah, yeah. So so the theory behind that is most of us guys, um, a, a lot of guys don't want to listen to podcasts, right? Uh, or they don't want to listen to really long podcasts. They want a ten minute or a fifteen minute, whatever. And I've had some friends in the podcast world. I really I've actually always enjoyed the 10 12 15 minute ones i really like those um as long as you can make that content really good and impactful so i've started i threw those into my stuff it used to not be that way i started out with about 30 minute episodes when i did solo ones and then i transitioned to about 10 to 12 minutes and i really really like them it gives me time to get something out there but it gives guys that aren't as much into podcasts or listening to long podcasts it gives them the ability to get the content real quick and then bounce back out to whatever they need to do. So um, I try to give that value for guys that just aren't so much into listening all the time. Nice. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, and I, sorry, I totally forgot. I was just thinking in my head. 
forgot to say thank you for your service. Uh, no, thanks, brother. Much appreciated. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know a lick of the military. You know, I'm, I don't lie. I, I think it's cool. I, I love like I know it's kind of Hollywood eyes, but like one of my favorite movies, Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Uh, and I know you know that adds a little bit of Hollywood aspect. So there's there's a lot of stuff that you don't don't see. So, but yeah, Absolutely. I appreciate it. And thank and you. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't have the experience, but hey, thank you, thank you. No, I appreciate that. Um, and then so on on that note, we'll get a little you know we'll get a little yeah. fun here. We'll. I'll ask a few, you know, some fun questions, then we'll get into a little more deep. Uh, but I always like to ask this one because everyone's so different. But as a kid, what did you want to be growing up? Oh, 100% I wanted to be a soccer player. There was like yeah. no doubt in my mind. I was like, I want to be a professional soccer player. Like that's what I'm going to do. And I was this gangly like freaking uh, like you ever see like when you watch Bambi, when Bambi's like brand new, like yeah, on the ice. Yeah. That's what I was like running around. So it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, that's, I wanted to be a hundred percent a soccer player. Nice. Um, and then I'm not sure if I know you're a busy guy. Um, I know you're working out, you're getting the podcast in, you're taking care of, of your niece. Yeah. Um, and we'll definitely get into that. Awesome videos yeah. there. Um, but what, if you do, if you have time for like movies or, or like what, what's one movie you're kind of, one of your favorites or one of your, one of your go-tos. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites. Oh, you're asking. Oh God, man. Um, well, I'm a, I love movies. I grew up watching a lot of movies. Um, when I wasn't out like outside playing and stuff, but I would say if you're going to go with a classic movie that I absolutely, I could watch it a million times over, it's Caddyshack. Uh, <laughs> Dude, Caddyshack is absolutely the best. It's a huge comedy, Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, yeah, Ted Knott, man. Uh, a lot of old school faces, but it's, it's, hilarious it just never gets old that's man you get chevy chase i mean bill murray bill, I, he's just no oh, he's hilarious oh man and chevy chase in his prime you know that was his prime mm -hmm. work and so mm -hmm. that's awesome that's it yeah i've seen it um and then jump on to a little music song or artist i know you're working out i don't know if you listen to music but is there kind of something that gets you, yeah, in the mood or you even just regular i'm a huge huge music buff my mom so my mom can sit there and listen to anything from basically the nineties backwards. And she can tell you exactly who it was, who it was. It's amazing. So I grew up in a, never played an instrument, but I grew up in a household where music and my dad and mom had two separate styles of listening. So, so it was really cool. I grew up with a huge uh, palette for music. Um, I love it. So if you're asking me, like probably if you're at like my favorite, like timeless, I got to go with Billy Joel. Uh, love oh, nice Billy Joel. Is. But if you're talking about like one of my new favorites, it's more in the country genre. I love um, John Party. And, uh, you know, um, obviously, uh, Jake Owen and Blake Shelton and stuff. So, so there's a few guys there. But yeah, it just depends on where you're trying to pinpoint. Yeah. But I do love rock. I got a lot of that on my, uh, nice. my playlist. So yeah. Nice. So I, I I don't know. I, I mean, I, I like Billy Joel, but like one of my favorites, I mean, it's so, so like, you know, but didn't start the fire. That's. Just, oh yeah. Yeah. Man, he didn't start the fire. Yep. Just yeah, gets you amazing. going, man. Yeah. What's really cool about that song. And I don't know if they meant to do this, but I don't know if you ever heard of five finger death punch, the, the heavy metal band. So I love five finger death punch. And uh, they actually do a song that is, I swear to God, I I'm convinced they based it off of, we didn't start the fire. It was, it's so good. It's so good. 
just like taking taking notes or like taking pieces yeah it's the way that yeah the way they sing it's almost exactly the same but it's like a lot harder obviously and then it's like with with like um pretty much like the background of like me growing up so instead of like you know richard nixon and all these other things bay of pigs and stuff that he's talking about billy joel they're talking about like brett Favre, you know yeah like now right (laughs) yeah so like it's kind of like a newer version so it's pretty cool that is pretty cool that's awesome um um, what do you, what's one thing or like something you enjoy during your free time? Um, so my wife and I are avid outdoors people. So nice. if I can get a hike in or if we can go get um, a kayak in down a river or on a lake, like we're all about that. So that's one of the, my favorite things to do. I love being in nature. If I could like, and I know, okay, everybody in social media, don't get mad. But if I could throw my phone in the river and just hang out in nature, I would. Like, I, my wife, like, laughs at me because I don't need to have, like, I don't have to be attached to a phone. The other day, I forgot my phone at home, and she's laughing. She's like, yeah, I know you didn't really care, but most people would be, like, dying. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, it's like they lose a piece of them, right? Nowadays, it's like, right. like I, I kind of grew up, I'm lucky to grow up during an age of where... I, I didn't have a phone until yeah. like junior year of high school and I got my driver's license and, and it was a flip phone then. And so like, like you <laughs> said, like I, I've forgotten my phone and I'm like, ah, oh, well, it's yeah. all right. It's all right. Yeah. For, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I have kind of got used to the touch screens and like, it's kind of convenient, yeah. but, but like luckily enough, I'm not like, like you said, some people are like, Oh man. Oh, my. If my wife did not have her phone, I would like, it'd be death. Like it would be, she couldn't do it, but it's like, I'm like, I don't knew that thing. So we're good. (laughs) Right. That's the same. I I feel like my wife's the same. It's like Armageddon. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh no. Well, yeah. Thanks for sharing. That's cool. Outdoors. Um, I side note, have you ever been to Hawaii or? No, I have not. And I'm actually so sad because obviously growing up in California, that would have been the perfect time. Perfect. Yeah further from hawaii in the u.s mm-hmm. so no i haven't though shoot well if you ever do come yeah there's a lot of trails a lot of a lot of outdoors activities so definitely oh, that's like, yeah i would oh absolutely i would love to do it out there well, in let us know let us know yeah, we'll be here of course yeah uh, and then so another good one before we get a little too you know get a little more deep um let's say looking at some of my questions here We'll go travel. I, I, you just recently got back. Where was it? Philippines, right? Yeah, I was. Well, I did Philippines. I was in Philippines for about a week and then did a few days in Japan. And nice. that was amazing. Just in Tokyo. So I wasn't like traveling around Japan. Mm-hmm. But that was a really, really cool place, especially because I love the food. Um, but yeah, I think you're, you were going with what's my favorite travel yes. spot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would have to say oof, probably – Arguably one of my favorite travel spots. I took my wife for her 30th birthday to Iceland. So Iceland was great, but so I've, I've also been to New Zealand and that's a beautiful, nice. beautiful place. So absolutely. Awesome. So okay. I probably say those two are competing. I, they're like, depends on how the mood I'm feeling, which one I feel uh-huh. is favorite. <laughs> nice. No, that's super cool. I, I definitely, uh, New Zealand, Iceland would be cool too. I, the only thing I think of, I don't know if you, Mighty Ducks too, you know, I, yeah. Iceland pops in my mind, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I heard it's super beautiful. And then I definitely also want to go to New Zealand just cause you know, just, I heard that's even beautiful. Too. Oh, it's cool. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. New Zealand's a lot of fun. Both places are really cool in their own right. And there's just, a, 
there's a lot to do in both places. So, and especially for you being in Hawaii, actually New Zealand's not too bad of a trip yeah. for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely one idea, you know, one, yeah. one bucket, the bucket list thing. So, yeah. but oh, in ice, Iceland, is it, cause don't they say it's kind of switched or Iceland's a little, it's actually got some green, green yep. in it, right? It's a, yeah. And, and Greenland's all ice. So, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's good. That's yeah. cool. Um, and then we'll go. So, so from there, maybe we'll, we'll jump into a little bit more, you know, a little more deep. Um, uh, one thing that I always notice is how, how open you are and like, you're just willing to, you know, you're willing to say what you, which, how you feel, uh, yeah. were you always, were you always that open or was it kind of something built over time? Um, so I grew up, so one of my biggest influencers, um, and my dad's still around and like, you know, we have a decent relationship, but my, one of my biggest influencers is my uncle. So my uncle, who's also my godfather, he, um, is just an honest, honest guy. He's been honest his whole life. It's better to be honest than to be anything else. Like I can handle if someone doesn't like me for being honest. So I always looked up to him and yeah, ever since I was a kid, like you always knew what you were going to get with me. And I've never, once I got into the military, it was the same thing because I found out early on that if you try to hide something or you try to make it sound different than what it is, the truth is going to come out. And so what, what are you trying to do? You're going to end up covering up something that's going to end up being found out that someone's going to be mad about later, or you just tell them what's up. And if they're mad at you right then, that's fine. You can deal with it. Or if they're not mad at you, at least they appreciate you came out and said the mm -hmm. truth. So for me, as far as being honest goes, I just never saw a reason to be anything else because I, I don't really have anything to hide. If you're not going to like me, you're not going to like me whether I lie to you or not. So <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I, I like it. That's super, that's real. You know what I mean? That's like, yeah. you know, you got people that are friendly to your face and they say stuff behind your back, but yeah, what, no, what good's that going to do? You know? <laughs> yeah. I've always had a policy, man. I don't say anything bad about somebody I wouldn't say to their face. Mm -hmm. So if I say something about them and they came and asked me about it, I'd be like, yeah, I said that. Like, nice. that's just what it is. So nice. yeah, that's my policy of being honest about anything. Nice. Okay. Well, that's a, hey, that's super cool. And, and like, I hate to like get into it just cause I, I, this video really like kind of, I was like, wow, you know, I, I, I like that you said this because too many people, you know, nowadays I'm not going to get into politics and it's, this isn't, you know, we're not a political yeah. show, but like, I seen how you're like, Hey, you can like one side and you can like the other side. Yeah. You can still, you can still be friends. You don't have to, you know what I mean? It, it's not that like kill, that kills me. Yeah. That kills me today. I see people and they have just because, especially here in DC, it's always to do with politics. And you'll hear, you'll see people that literally can't be friends with someone from the other side, regardless, it goes both ways. So you see it and you're just like, why do, why do politics or why does that opinion make you guys not friends? Like you, sh like if I like you as a person, I don't have to agree a hundred percent with everything that you do. Um, I mean, Ellen DeGeneres had this, this thing recently where she said she was friends with uh, George Bush, you know, W. And so she, she's friends with George W. Bush. She's up in like a skybox with him at like a Dallas Cowboys game or something mm -hmm. like that. And she got blasted yeah. by her, her compatriots over on the left side for just saying like, we're, we have two different opinions. Who cares? We can still be friends. And I was like, that is, she was the epitome of, of what it means to be just a human being, right? Like, 
So yeah, this whole, and, and not just with politics, but this can go with other things. If someone's against your oh, value, yeah. like if you guys have two different values, you obviously just don't match up as friends. But when you guys have a lot of similar values and you have a couple things you don't agree on, you're not going to agree on everything. I don't agree with everything with my wife. Should I divorce her? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, you know, that's like, super. No, people super get nuts cool. about that stuff. No, nah, that's why. Yeah, I, I really liked that video, man. It just like I was like, yeah, man, that's you can disagree. Yeah. You know, you can disagree if you're if you're friends. It it shouldn't matter. And no. And di disagreement is, is probably one of the coolest things. I love having conversations with people who don't see the same way. I'm not going to try to convince them to see any other way. I, I want to understand because everybody has a different lens in which they look through life. We all have different lenses. So, yeah. hundred percent. Thank you. Thank you for going into that with me. You know, I didn't want to get all. No, 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 it's cool. anything, but I just, I, I really like that and how open you are and just in general, how open you are. Like you say, Hey, if you don't like what I say, I mean, you, you don't have to, no, you know, it's that's all fine. good. So, yeah. Cool. Well, we'll go uh, with that. I would, let's say what's one thing right now that you're, you're grateful for. It's oh man. I honestly, the biggest thing I'm probably grateful for is, is my wife, my wife. And I, and I don't say that to be like, Oh, the typical, like, no, she truly is amazing. And she's actually helped me become such a better man. She's been one of the biggest proponents of me even starting the art of masculinity. Um, she's pushed me to do a lot of things to, to help other people. And then to also continually drive that, that future of supporting men in a lot of different ways. So I have to say, I'm so grateful for her. She's shown me a side of life that I didn't know I was ever going to go in touch, but now I feel so honored to be a part of it that um, I'm just grateful for the role that she has played in that and the continued support she gives me every day for it. Nice. Awesome. That's cool. I, I'm right there with you. Yeah. The wives, right? They do something, man. They, they get hey, you. They, they, get they you just going. love us, man. They, want, to, they yeah. want what's best. And they see, again, man, they see, we look at ourselves through one lens and um, our wives who love us dearly see us through another lens and they see this special thing in us and they want us to be and find our fullest potential, especially, you know, a lot of the women in the self-development world, they see that there's this huge potential for us and they just want that for us. So they try to usher us in that direction. And some of us guys take to it and I see some guys fight it and so it's, it's got a different side to it. There's, there's not always every guy just takes the self-development yeah. or takes the bettering themselves. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I feel yeah, like, Hey, I'm, I'm hard headed, but I, uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I'm slowly learning about, you know, all the, all the, you know, the affirmations, all that good stuff. And I wouldn't have learned if it wasn't yeah. my wife. So I, I definitely understand what you're saying. And, you know, you know, us, us men, we got a lot of pride. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, it's, like you said, not everyone can take it, take the information or, but, yeah. but thank you for sharing. Um, what's with that? What's, what's one thing that you wish people knew more about you? Like that's, that's something they don't really know. Right? Oh man. I've heard this question before. And I don't know because there's, it's really funny because so growing up in the special operations community and growing up doing protection and stuff for, you know, the 10 years between the both of them, um, uh, you, you find yourself being guarded a lot. So you, 
you hide a lot of information because you always think that somebody has an ulterior motive. It's a very negative way to look at life, but it's also a way that we had to protect ourselves. We truly had to because people do try to exploit people from my positions. So, um, so people ask me that, what, what I really, <laughs> I've heard this before and I never know the answer to that. I even, I, you know, I saw it when you sent me the question, I was like, man, I don't even know how I would answer that. I don't know yeah. what I would, what I would say that I wish people knew about me more. Um, I'm pretty open with my yeah. podcast and everything. So it's hard for me to say, I guess I would say that, um, I think for me as I wish people knew about me more is that, um, I grew up very normal and I grew up as like, like the, the guy that was always in the friend zone. And wow. so like, yeah, I have this confidence in me now because of what I've gone through, but I grew up as the kid that could never get a girlfriend. I grew up as like the lanky gangly kind of playing sports. I loved them. I was very, I was very, um, I was very athletic. I've, I've always been very athletic. I've always been very coordinated. It's like I was uncoordinated but it's like, I was kind of this floppy kid and, and just never really got a lot of attention, especially from the girls. Uh, so I had a lot of friends and, um, I, I always wished some of them would have been girlfriends, but it never went that way. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that if one thing I wish people knew about me more and something I don't really talk about on my podcast is the fact that I grew up as that same kid as, as a lot of guys did. Mm -hmm. So to look at me now and to know who I am now, I came from a lot of the same beginnings as other people. So um, as other men. So that's really cool to, to be able to say, okay, yeah, I wish you guys knew about me a little bit in that way too. Nice. Cool. Well, thanks for, thanks for reaching sure. in, man. I know I just thought when I asked you, I was like, you're actually pretty open. So that is <laughs> like you were saying, that's, I guess that is a pretty like tough question. To yeah. Yeah. It's hard to find age. something when yeah. you feel like you've let everything out. So yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, so yeah, just on that, you weren't like in the movies, you weren't the the big big man wearing the leather letter letterman's jacket yeah, walking yeah right no, right um, well nice well um w w one thing um that i was thinking of asking so like how you like how you are now open and then just like like when did you decide to like kind of get into like masculinity more educated about your masculinity and like sharing it or what or when or kind of a time where or like how did you get so into it and like now you're doing your great podcast and you know you're just like how did you kind of get into that mindset or yeah very good question so when i started on this path of masculine the the art of masculinity um so i i i have to understand the foundation of things for me to be able to talk on it and have a good conversation so i said okay my wife and i came up with the idea for me to start the art of masculinity to start helping men and um start diving into kind of the self-development slash masculinity world. So I started reading a lot on it before I did that. And I started to say, well, you know, guys don't respect people giving, um, you know, just misinformation or giving, you know, crap. They don't want the fake stuff. They don't want to hear the fake stuff. Guys want to hear the real stuff. They want to hear, like, guys want to hear that you're struggling too. And that's one of the things that really, really impacted me. And I told myself, if I can't tell them that I'm struggling too with my mindset around finances, or I'm struggling too with how I go out every day and still need to, you know, try to show respect to other people and not be pissed off. You know, I have to show them that that is still a struggle in me, but what I'm doing is taking tools 
to help myself be aware of it and then figure out how to change that. So, so it became something in me to say, okay, if I'm continually struggling, I have to show other people that if I want to get guys to listen to the podcast and get value from it, I have to be honest about where I am because if I'm not, then I'm asking them to be honest with other people in their lives and I'm not doing the same thing. So um, as I started down the path of the art of masculinity and everything, it helped me to really dive into self-development. There's a couple special um, books that I really enjoy, but one of the people I love the, is the late and great Dr. Wayne Dyer. He's one of the original people in self-development. His books, absolutely amazing, completely changed my perspective on self-development because he's very honest too. Um, and so it helped me to say, oh, honest people can be in this field. Honest people can help other people. So it was really great to read his books and start with that. But 100%, at the end of the day, it's all about if I was going to start bringing guys value, I had to be honest with them about where I was struggling, where I was stuck, or what I went through at a certain time. Because the other problem with men is that we don't ever think that anybody else is going through the same problem. Mm -hmm. We always think that we're the only people there. It's like, guys, no. Your buddy next to you is going through the same thing, and that guy right next to you is going through the same thing. What happens is we just don't talk yeah, about it. Yeah. So we think we're the only one. So yeah. I, I felt like for me to, to be right and to do the right thing and to have a successful podcast and to be a successful influencer is to be honest, be open, and share with them my struggles too. So that was very and – it, and it's part of who I am. Honesty is what I, as you mentioned earlier, honesty is a big part of who I am deep in my soul. So I felt like it was truly authentic for me to be that way. And it came pretty naturally. Nice. That's awesome. Like, I agree hundred percent, man. Like just, you know, you're with your friends, you guys are not talking about, you're not, get, not getting deep. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully yeah. we'll get there, but like, you yeah. know, something about like, I guess, I guess you could say kind of upbringing too. I mean, not like it was drilled into me, but you know, there's this stigma about man. I guess like something you're doing, I think you're doing a great job because you're kind of opening up because you're like, I'll, I'll say you're, you're this bad mother, you know, you're served yeah. you, army special operations. And I'm like, man, that's, that's, yeah. that's badass. I mean, but, and like, but you're willing to, you're just a, a bad mother and you're willing to be open and share your share. And that's, I think yeah, not enough men do that. And I think watching you, it's like, Hey, you can be a, a, a tough man, but and yeah. be more than willing to share. So, and, and that's the point is that there's a lot of guys. Um, when I came back home, I used to get in the conversation with guys and especially when I was still in spec ops and I was coming back home and hanging out with friends and they'd have this big talk. Like they were like the bad dude on campus. And I'm like, dude, I could take you outside and smack you around right now. <laughs> but like, I'm, but you hear these guys talk that way and they've never, they, 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 it's a, it's a facade. They do it to build up their ego to feel that way. It's, it's called peacocking is what I call yeah. it. And so you get these guys that peacock. And so I was like, well, instead of thinking negatively about them, maybe it's just because they're protecting their ego and that they're protecting what they've developed in themselves as where they hold value of how they are a man as they talk down to other people. But really they're just very vulnerable and insecure inside. So let's talk to them. Let's talk to them for real. And let's talk to them from a perspective of 
I actually went and did a lot of things that were tough and I got put through the ringer and I have a lot of buddies who are very tough. Let's have these guys open up as well. So you guys can see, Oh crap, maybe I don't need to be that way. Maybe I don't need to peacock. Maybe I can be honest because these guys are a lot harder than I am. And they actually went and did stuff and they're being super honest right now with everybody. So it, it's cool that you say that, but there's definitely that stigma in the U S where guys, I think they have to be this way. And guys, we were all raised, um, you've listened to some of the podcasts that I have out, but we were all raised with um, basically PR or media centralized around how men are supposed to act. Well, what happens in your informative years from zero to eight is you're hearing this on commercials, you're hearing on the radio. And all of a sudden, once you get a past eight years old, when you've started to form what a man is, you all of a sudden have to start acting that way. And when it goes against that, as you get older, it's counterintuitive. And so you're sitting there and you struggle internally because you got it put on you what you were supposed to be. And you're like, well, that's not in alignment with who I am. So you end up getting these internal conflicts. And that's where a lot of men come into a lot of problems. And that's where, like you said, men don't talk to each other. That's one of the big ones. You're weak. You're a girl. You're, you're not masculine. You're vulnerable. Like, those things are put around to opening up. And so guys struggle with that. Yeah. Under hundred percent. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I was just thinking, like, like I said, I, I don't have the experience, but I feel like it's awesome because you have that military experience. And I feel like a lot of men in the military or just people in general in the military, they, they, I, I don't know, like I said, but I, I have some friends that I think you see some stuff, you, you go through some stuff there yeah. and I feel like, with you sharing and then maybe, and they can talk to you and, and you're, and showing that it's okay to share or like, you know, let stuff out. And I feel like, like I said, I don't know, but I feel like that will help them to me. It's like how you're willing to share. That'll give other men that have been through that, the platform, you know, they'll, they'll be willing to share and, it's a great, you. you're a great example. It's a, it's thank just, you. Just, I, thank you. I, pre, I really, I, I receive that. I hear that and I receive that. Thank you so much. And one of, and to, to that point, it's it, men don't need permission. I, I kind of don't like the term I'm giving you permission, but in all honesty, when they see somebody that has a background that they respect doing something that they thought was wrong, they're like, Oh, maybe I, I do have the ability to do that and not be looked at differently. Um, and that's the thing is guys are scared that the perception other people will have of them will be different from their perception now. And it's truly, that's not the case. It's really not. So awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, so on top of that, one that I wanted to ask you and yeah. the word is going to come out, but I, I don't, like you said, I, I like how you say yeah. the old T masculinity, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. masculinity, male energy, but like that term toxic energy. I yeah. mean, I, I told you like, that's kind of saying like, like you're having bad male energy. That's, yeah, that's so, something we have. We have, we're, we have masculine energy. That's it. You know, we're, but yeah. What, how can you kind of, or like, what's another word or you, you know what I'm Well, there's, there's no, there's no other word. So, so I'm going to take us back to an episode I did with Josh Trent. Um, he's a, an amazing podcaster, brilliant guy. Um, he has his podcast, Wellness Force Radio, shameless plug for him. But anyways, hey, really good, good dude. I enjoyed talking to him. Um, 
he he gave me a, a term and when you I, i'm all about the foundation of things so is he so he said when you look at the term toxic well what's the foundation of toxicity it's called it's it's unfit for consumption so let's take the foundation of toxicity unfit for consumption and put it in front of masculinity what are you saying you're saying that masculinity is unfit for consumption in society so in my opinion that is a term that people need to eradicate from their vocabulary because it's not a real thing, uh, first off. And second off, it's a bunch of uneducated, ignorant media people that are putting that out there and they're, they're trying to make men look like villains. And it's like, no, we're not. Masculinity is not a villain. Masculinity is beautiful just like femininity is. Yeah. And people need to remember that they both have very, very amazing qualities and when paired together you can create a complete person you can create a complete flow of energy that's beautiful in any person male or female so with toxic masculinity that people term i'm putting quotes around it but they term it toxic masculinity there is no such thing there's masculinity and there's femininity and there are certain traits that fall under each one now you can make any one of those traits very negative a hundred percent you can make aggression very negative, but you can also make aggression very good. I've seen That's it. Good, yeah. you, can, you can make power very negative, but you can also make power very good. Um, same thing with femininity. You can make emotions very negative, but you can also make them very good. So the point here is, is there's no, we don't sit here and say toxic femininity, right? Yeah. Or toxic feminine. We say feminine. That's it. But then we say toxic masculinity. No, there's, they're not, there's, there's nothing there that makes you're saying masculinity at a whole is bad. There's nothing making masculinity at a whole as a whole bad. What happens is men who possess more masculine traits can make some of those traits very bad with the way that they act. And then women can also make very feminine traits very bad in certain cases. So my opinion, there's really no term for it. You can just say someone's an a-hole or whatever, but like, don't start generalizing that an entire yeah. group of the population is toxic. Awesome. Yeah, I know. I like yeah. that. So I just, yeah, I just kind of wanted to touch on it just because yeah. I, I did like how you kind of, and you explained it perfectly. I, you know, I, lo I love talking about the term because I think most people don't, me don't understand what it means when they say it. And to put it in perspective for them is I love being able to do that because it's like, okay, no, you're offending an entire, you know, half of the population, yeah. you know? So let's, let's talk about how you can maybe say what you're trying to say a little better and not ostracizing half of the or generalizing, you know, we say stereotypes aren't real or it's wrong to generalize against a certain race. Well, why is it not wrong to generalize against a certain sex? Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah i agree. agree that's thank you yeah I, yeah 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 that's good to have that you know um so on you know on that note what is what is kind of with with the podcast and like you know just everything you're doing what is kind of one of your biggest dreams or, or what is kind of like one of your a big goal of yours oh man my biggest goal is to be able to end up um, honestly, possibly putting together a conference similar to like a big event um, for men to come to and men of all backgrounds. I want them to come to it and be able to hear what it's like for very, very real 
tough, honest men opening up on stage about what they've gone through in their life and how they've gone through ups and downs, how they struggled, and then how they created success. Because to me, the biggest thing for men is when men get depressed or when men get down about themselves or what they're doing in life, they go deeper into a hole because we believe that we're alone. But when they hear that guys have fought through that, those same exact struggles and created seven-figure businesses or created super, super amazing nonprofits, like there's a whole world out there that us men don't know until we hear somebody else talk about it. And when we hear somebody else talk about it, especially somebody from humble upbringing, somebody from blue collar or even poor upbringings, it's very different from hearing somebody who was given a silver spoon when they were growing up, right? So I want to create conferences where men can come to and really, really dive into themselves. And I'm talking about guys who are alphas, guys who think they're alphas, and guys who are just general dudes from, from any background. I want them to come in and realize here I can find myself because I'm around a bunch of different guys and I'm listening to people who have gone through a lot and they're making me realize I'm not alone and then help them to create communities around that. Nice. You know? Yeah, no, it's super awesome. That's, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah, no, no, hey, that's super cool. I mean, like we, we talked about a little while, like, you know, we've been talking about it, like, yeah, it's like you said, alpha, you know, guys don't want to share and that's, yeah. you know, make a spot for them and that's, exactly yeah don't hold on to it you know events like that help them build their own community because what they take from that is is maybe they don't take a ton of the information but maybe they take two or three buddies Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they they end up with two or three buddies from that event and create their own circle where they trust each other and they become vulnerable and they're able to open up about struggles and that's what's important because any guy that you can help bring up in the sense of not letting them get depressed, realizing that there's other people that are going through the same stuff. When you can help them do that and improve their lives, like to me, that's, it's, it's nothing better than that. Nothing better than that. Nice. Well, with that, I feel like, so this next question and sorry, uh, we're, we're almost, we're almost through the quiet. We'll we'll do this and we'll get a a softer, uh, but so with like, you know, bringing guys, like guys struggle, what is one, kind of thing that you've struggled with in your life but overcame it and then you know you came out a much stronger or like you know that one is person yeah it's a good question and that one is is very awesome because i think one of the biggest things i've struggled with and what i still struggle with is i struggle with um (laughs) i would say kind when people mess up on stuff, like even my wife, she'll do something. I wouldn't do it that way. Or, you know, I get, I get angry and I'm like, not angry, like really, really angry, but inside I get angry. I'm like, what the, like, why the hell would you do that? That was so stupid. Like, and, um, and I think a lot of us guys do that, but for me, that's one big struggle that I have internalized and said, okay, why? And I started to talk with myself, why am I feeling that way about her? It made sense to her and she thought it was the right thing. Why am I getting angry? Um, or if somebody at work does this, does something really, really dumb and I'm like, why would you ever do that? It's like, why am I getting angry at that? What is it in me that's giving me the perception that that was wrong? So internalizing that helps me respond to it better and makes me a better man and a better person. 
um, and it gives me less uh, it gives me less pain internally. But but at the end of the day, it's still a struggle. I have to work on that every day. It's a muscle that continually needs working out, and I don't win that fight every time. Trust me, I, I don't. My wife will tell you. <laughs> that's awesome. No, no, that's I I could see where you're coming from. I like I know what you mean. I don't I don't know if I think I just get more frustrated. Like no, like yeah, you see someone doing something. I'm like wait, and then like sometimes I'll like softly mention it and mm -hmm. it's like oh okay take it with a grain of salt and you're like oh all right. yeah but well yeah no it's super cool um and then so we'll go with this a little you know you got the so your, your niece right avery i yeah, just gotta yeah. gotta throw the plug there because me and my wife we follow you and it, it's super I awesome and like you know you guys are like you said you're, you're so open even your your wife's very open as well yeah you know, yeah. like that's how I found you is my wife showing me and um, just like got to ask like because we have a two year old ourselves, you know, and, and like what what has she taught you? Because I know you guys kind of watch her and what, what has she kind of taught you, you know, being this strong alpha male like what is this, you know? Oh, she's she is adorable. And um, I honestly, I think they. Um, the biggest thing I think she's taught me is uh, patience. Cause like I have quite a bit of patience and I know everybody will say this with kids, but I swear to God, like this kid, you know, she's a picky eater. So my patience runs really thin. So I'm like, all right, you're going to starve, you know, cause I'm used to like the military way. You don't want to eat, don't eat. You ain't yeah. getting any other food, but she like won't eat it. And then you're like, I really don't want to give you something else, but you're also a baby. So I need to give you something else. Yeah, yeah, no, man. So, so I, I struggle sometimes with um, under like understanding that you can't always use a hard lesson, especially for young children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, she teaches me patience probably every day, but it's just, it's so fun to get to watch her and take care of her. Um, and she also te teaches me that, you know, there, the aspect of learning, she constantly, obviously, because she's a kid, she's, she's one and a half years old, she's constantly learning and putting herself in positions of feeling things and looking at them and trying to understand them. And I think one of the coolest things about that is we lose that as we get older because our ego comes into play. And especially with us men, we want to feel like we know everything. For some reason, I have no clue why we think that we're less we're less than if we don't know something or we think that we're not a real man or we think we lose a man card if we don't know anything, know something. So for me, watching her go through that has made me realize, oh man, what if I try to bring myself back to that state of just trying to learn things I don't know about and stop saying like, oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but having really no clue. Um, and ask questions. You know, I, I'm sure if she could ask questions right now, she she would. Yeah. And my, um, I have another niece, my brother's daughter, who I just got back from California, seen her, and she's five, and she'll ask you questions about anything. She's like, "What does that mean, Uncle Johnny?" And I'm like, "Oh my God, you actually asked me a question. This is cool." So for me, those two things: patience and the fact that take your ego out of the equation and just keep learning. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool yeah thanks for thanks for that answer i it's funny i was laughing in my head because it's like that i'm going through that same the food yeah. thing it's like man uh, I mean, 
like, why won't she eat that? Like, yeah. Uh, and when I, yeah. like you said, it's like, I have to like kind of take a step back. I can't get, you know, yep. my two year old daughter. I can't be like, what do you like? Yeah. Oh, you get nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get nothing and you like it. But, no. Yeah. So yeah. Nope. I just, That's like, called child abuse. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm so weird. Yeah. Definitely. Like you said, patience, man. Yeah, man. It's a huge thing. Yeah, I was already so. pretty patient before. I feel like I was, but this is a whole new level of it for me. Next next level, right? Because yeah. you have like a, an, an actual little life in your, yeah. in your grasp. So um, yep. well, awesome. Well, Dave, thanks for sharing that. Um, and thanks for the, you know, the old 21 questions, right? Yeah, um, dude. I love it. You know, I, you know, I definitely know you're a busy person. So I, I want to, you know, you took the personality test. Super thankful for that. Um, you know, that kind of, that, that's something newer to me, but my wife showed that to me and I feel like it's helped me understand, you know, I get sense of self, uh, kind of, I've even taken a, a based off my, my personality. I mean, it, you know, you can't follow it like word for word and book for book for book, but it was kind of mm -hmm. weird reading it at like kind of some of the career choices or like how our relationships are. Um, and like how I can, someone that's maybe a little more quiet and doesn't talk and I'm extroverted and, and as I'm getting into it, you're an ESTJ. I believe that's our, you're our first, first <laughs> ESTJ we've had on this, uh, um, podcast. And like I said, I'm, I'm still learning. So don't mind me if I, I misquote something. Um, but, mm -hmm. but like, I, so for you. And I'm just going to go rift a little bit and kind of yeah. see if you kind of agree with me. But uh, so your four letter code is so E is extrovert, extroversion. So you kind of thrive off the like you, you enjoy like kind of the, the yeah. conversations and the be, yep. being out and out and about. And then absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, the S. So your sensor or, or sensing so that means yeah. you kind of. Focus with your senses for, yep. you know, information like information that can be verified and in, in the real world. You know, like yeah. I think, what am I? I think I'm in end. So I'm sometimes a dreamer. You know, <laughs> but but um, and then the T. So th thinking, um, and the thinking means that you make decisions based on, you know, personal criteria like like data and metrics and yeah. Does that yep. kind of nice. yeah? And then. Absolutely. And then the J um, judging means it. And it, I hate saying judging because it sounds like such a bad word, you know, like, oh, yeah. yeah. Judge like, I mean, judging's good, man. Look at judges. They, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but j judging means that you prefer to have your, you know, your outer world organized so that you can feel inner organization yeah. and peace. So, yep. so yeah. that funny thing on that one is I actually had to clean the apartment today because I felt like it was such a mess like deep clean the apartment and it makes me feel, it relieves me. It like makes me feel so good to have that done before I went to the gym. I was like, Oh my God, this feels amazing inside. Nice. It's oh, like, yeah. yeah. Once, and you accomplished it once you got it yeah. done. It's just like, bam, it, it makes done. me, it, it honestly is one of my things. And it might, I mean, people might classify that as OCD, but I, and maybe it was from the military, but no, actually I, I take that back. When I was a kid, my mom, I used to draw a line in my bedroom. I shared a bedroom with my, my brother and I used to draw a line through the middle of it. And my side was clean. My bed was made. My brother's side was a friggin' mess. <laughs> it was like so, the, was the, the, like the tape line, right? You yeah, have the, no, one side and the other side. I used to do that all the time. I used to throw all his crap over there and there'd be a line. He'd have clothes all over the floor and there'd be a line. Mine would be 
can see the floor. Mm. My bed be made, like everything's all organized. But that was just me growing up. It was very funny. My parents probably had to laugh a million times when they saw that. That is awesome. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's probably two different personalities, right? Oh, 100 uh, percent Yeah. And then um, so just so you I mean, just so you know, I guess I again I don't know how like these work these numbers, but you compromise a little more than eight percent of the population. So that's that's yeah. pretty cool. I mean population's well, huge so yeah i've i've uh my I, I love my wife but she is definitely not as much of a compromiser as mm-hmm. i am um i i feel like if you can have a conversation and learn how to compromise you can make your life a lot more enjoyable and for me um and and this is another thing where most men struggle with uh but compromising is not something that's very strong in most of, most of our vocabulary because we feel like we lost if we compromise, right? There's got to be a winner and a loser. So, so for me, I love to compromise because for me, it feels like a win if we both can meet at a point that we can say we took a little bit away from this. So I like, I like compromising. It's awesome. Yeah, I know. Um, so with your wife, I believe my wife, I believe, I don't know if she took the test. Is your wife introverted? Oh, she's super introverted. Yeah, yeah so and everybody then, thinks she's like extrovert. Oh my uh, God, she needs her time. She needs her internal time for sure. Yes, yeah. So just on top of that, like I'm the same. Like, so I'm ENFP, but like, so I'm extroverted. I, that's like a big, and like my wife's introverted. Mm-hmm. But like, how, how do you, for like, like you said, for us, we learn, we kind of learn more taking this just because, yeah. you know, we, we didn't know at first. It's like, like, you know, she, like, I'm like, oh, like, man, like, I got to go out and talk to people. And, and she's just like, oh, I just I want to kind of stand. And so it's mm-hmm. like, for you guys, is it kind of like, how do you ma- maintain that balance? Especially you guys are both really busy. You know, you guys are both. We, um, so, so we, like, I think we do a pretty healthy balance of it. Like nice. Taylor, I know Taylor has to have her time in the house. Um but she's always very accommodating for going out. And a lot of times we go out together anyways. So if I say, Hey babe, we're going to go out to dinner with some friends or something like that. Um, she'll be like, okay, that's great. And then she kind of mentally prepares for it. And then maybe the next day she'll be like, Hey babe, I just want to hang out and decompress and lay around and watch, you know, Netflix, uh, after I get some work done. And so like we, we try to balance that out. Um, but she also has become a little more, uh, extroverted in the sense because of her business she's had to be more extroverted on a regular basis so i pay attention to that and know okay next weekend don't make any plans because she just came off of a huge conference where she she spent a lot of social and external energy she needs to get her energy recharge internalize that and recharge so i i try to keep an eye on what she's doing so i can help accommodate her life as well so I think we've done a very intuitive way of balancing each other, nice, but it can nice. be a struggle. Um, it can be a real struggle if the person who's introverted never wants to do what you're doing yeah. when you're an extroverted person. Like there's got to be, again, that compromise and that balance. The balance, yeah. Yeah, she's got, she's got to recognize like, hey, I have to do this for him. This is how he recharges is by going out and being with other people and talking, right? Um, and I, And she recharges inside. So yeah. It's, it's finding nice. that compromise. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's a lot of people, you know, probably the same situation. So, um, yeah. and then I'll just real quick, just for our listeners that, you know, they don't know about the ESTJ, you 
dutiful, responsible, hardworking, yeah. task oriented. Does that sound, that oh, sound yeah. about, Thanks okay, good, easy. good. Yeah. And like you just said, you got the house done. ESTJs excel at getting things done. Yeah. Yeah. hundred I mean, percent. If I put, Oh no, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I'd say if I, if I tell myself like something's going to happen, my wife knows like, okay, that's like, there's no, like he's got to get that done. It's a big thing for me. Like, and, and uh, a lot of that um, probably comes from the military. I was in at such a young age, it really conditioned my ability to track down a target and make sure I complete it. And so that's one of the things I love at and love doing. And I get it. It, it makes me, it fulfills me to do that. I feel very mm -hmm. accomplished. Nice. And I, I was just like, I seen one about ESTJs direct and to the point. And, yeah. <laughs> and and that, that's, I mean, that's perfect though. Like, you know, you're direct. You, you're yeah. one thing, I guess, I don't, what, what do you, so one thing I read, it's like you, you come off as being a, a little more serious. Do you think people um, uh, I, so I've always loved comedy. And again, my uncle who is, a, he, he's, he was very alpha male. Um, but he was, he's hilarious. He loves, he loves funny. He, he always grew up joking around with us and stuff. So like I have a, that huge side of me, but I could see where, because I am direct and because I'm honest a hundred percent of the time, um, people can either think you're an a-hole sometimes or a jerk, uh, or they think that you're, I don't know if serious all the time has become, has, I've heard that one too often, but the jerk stuff. Yeah. I mean, my, yeah, my yeah. family knows like my, my whole family, they'll never, they'll never tell you that I'll tell you a lie. So that's for sure. Yeah. They're like hey, yeah. uh, to a fault sometimes it's not always great, but I mm -hmm. can't be any other way. You know, that's just how it comes out. So. And to me, I mean, yeah, sometimes it hurts to hear, but like, I feel like that's, that's pretty awesome. I mean, to me, I just, cause you know, what's what, what you're going to yeah. say, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I gotta admit, I'm not, I, I don't have that. Like, I don't always have the, yeah the, you know, the, to tell people like straight, I mean, I can yeah, it's, honestly see it, but that's it's, it's cool. Something for, it's something for me I have to do. And um, it's not one of the things I think people need to understand too, is if you, if you find like an ESTJ who is honest, who's, who's very much, um, being direct they're never doing it out of malice like i don't say things out of malice with or ma with malicious intent like yeah, i tell yeah. you because i would rather you hear the truth and improve whatever it is or know how i feel about it than to lie to your face and then you go on doing something that all of a sudden you find out later no one ever likes like or no one's told you already that no one likes yeah. it yet you continue to do it like i'd rather be that way um and, and just be honest about it, but it's, there's never malicious intent there. So, so ESTJs don't really have that because they, uh, they are honest and they are direct. Yeah, yeah. You, you never have to take it as they just hate me or that they're just trying to be mean. Mm -hmm. No, it's so. super, I, I definitely want to be, you know, I, I want to be like that. I mean, that's just cause it, it's just so you're, you're being real. That's, yep. that's the thing. You're being real. You know, you yeah. you may, hurt someone's feelings but at least you shared it with them and then you can figure it out and if you yeah. can be friends then hey yeah perfect you, you at least you already shared so that's that is a to me that's a pretty cool thing so um and then uh, real quick seriousness i mean you you said caddyshack for your movie so i mean yeah 
Yeah. 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 You you like to have fun. Yeah. We, I joke all the time. So serious isn't, I do pranks on my wife. Like I do fun stuff all the time. So like, yeah, seriousness is not one that I, but that maybe was conditioned with my uncle, to be honest. Like Mm -hmm. that's who I looked up to. So I saw him being funny and stuff. So I always thought that was cool. Yeah. That's yeah. Some, uh, another like influence. It's not just about the personality type. You have all these, you know, extra influences like family, uncle, you know, um, and then, um, real quick, you, you often rise to the role of leadership. Is that? Um, yeah, actually, typically everything I do, we were at, my wife and I did a momentum, um, event and, uh, this is probably about a year and a half or so ago. And I mean, I just, they put me as a leader of a group at the end of half the class. And so like, I typically get put into leader leadership, leadership positions on a, on a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, at work, I got put in a leadership role, um, teaching some of the younger people, like how to do the job and stuff. So I, I tend to find that role um, and get attributed that on a regular just, basis. That's true. Right. It just kind of, just kind of finds you. You just have the, 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 the aura, right? You have that. Yeah. I mean, well, if you're honest, I mean, if you're honest and direct, a lot of people appreciate that. And so you, but, you, but honesty and directness, you're also typically not afraid to speak up, especially if you're an extrovert, which I'm not. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for, yeah. Thanks for going into personalities with us. I, I really yeah, appreciate man. it. I love it. Um, real quick, I just definitely want to, you know, like you said, you're you're a husband, you're a married person, you know. I would say man, but married man, and yeah. you know. So this might be good, real quick, for our our, mar- our married listeners, you know. Um, what's I gotta ask? What what's like about your wife? What's one of your favorite things about your wife? Oh man, so this one's perfect because the my one of my favorite things is that she will come back when she like if we get into an argument she can be heated she can be mad she'll not think she's wrong she'll be stubborn and then we, she and i will will take some time she need you know we'll take some time away from each other and she'll come back if she feels like she was wrong and she'll say she's sorry and i told her early on uh in our relationship before we got married and stuff i said I don't care if you yell at me. I don't care if we get in a heated argument. What I care about is as long as we both realize that at whatever point, if we were wrong in that situation, we come back and acknowledge that and apologize for it. And she does that. And that's probably one of my favorite qualities about her because through that, um, it's not the, it's not the easy stuff. People have problems keeping relationships around. It's the hard stuff. And so I know when we get any hard situations, I know as long as she acknowledges that and if I acknowledge it when I'm wrong, we will be fine as a couple for the rest of our lives because that is what helps you guys stick together. It's not the easy stuff. I could say all these other fun things, Uh, but the real stuff, the real stuff is when things get hard in the relationship. And if you guys are both able to say, man, I was wrong, just saying that will alleviate so many problems and make them better. And you'll end up figuring out how to correct issues that you guys have. You'll end up, you know, we end up uh, coming to compromises. We end up talking about our feelings and our emotions at that moment. So it's a great opener to say, I acknowledge that I did X, Y, and Z. And I, and I apologize for that. So that's probably one of my favorite qualities about her. Nice. That's awesome. And then, so kind of along those same lines, how has she kind of helped 
you kind of evolve personally and, and even professionally? Yeah. I'm so her, the biggest thing is she, she knew I wouldn't listen to self-development cause I was one of those guys that would never listen to it. And she handed me, um, she handed me Dr. Wayne Dyer's book. Uh, um, it was, uh, excuses be gone. And I read that and it just spoke to my soul. So I think the biggest thing that she's ever done for me was handing me that book. And then since we've been together, constantly supporting me in any way, shape or form, um, all the time, hundred percent of the time supports me. And, and sometimes that means with the hard truth, <laughs> sometimes that means smacking me in the face saying, babe, you're getting home from work and you're not putting the time in, you know, reading or listening to a podcast or this, babe, maybe you should think about doing that. And like, so she, and I might be like, oh, forget you. Like, I've, I've been busy all day. I'm not doing that tonight. But then when she walks away, I'm like, man, she's right. I'm not putting time in right now. I probably should. So, you know, always supporting even when nice. it's things that I don't want to hear. Yeah, that's awesome. Kind of holds you accountable, right? Kind of 100%, man. I need that too, just like yeah. everybody else. Yeah, no, that's, that's super cool. Um, well, so what uh, – I try to – I'm trying to think uh, – what would kind of say, I mean, I guess I get, what, what would you kind of tell someone getting into being married? Like, or like, oh, like who's newly, you know, advice you'd give someone who's newly, newly married. So for uh, a new marriage, I would say at the beginning of your marriage, talk about what you expect and talk about things that um, you do not you do not appreciate. So since not saying what you don't appreciate about them, what you don't appreciate in general. So I told, um, I'll give you an example was I told Taylor immediately when we got together, I said, um, we have to be able to talk. I don't like if we have an issue and you don't want to talk about it. You get angry, slam things down and go walk to a room and slam the door. I don't like that. So we have to figure out a way in our relationship because times will come up where we have arguments because this was before we started arguing. <laughs> but I told her, I said, we have to always figure out a way to come and talk about our emotions and what's going on and why that's making us angry. So being honest about those things and being honest about your expectations, because I think one of the biggest things is people do not share full honesty. I always say that uh, a lot of relationships, you're actually dating their ambassador for like the first couple years. And mostly sometimes even in marriage, it's your first, they say the first two years are the hardest. Yeah. A lot of that time is because you're still on your, you feel like you're still trying to get that person. But when that dies away and the real like issues start coming out, if you weren't honest about them at the forefront, people think that you changed. So I always tell everybody, be honest right up front and don't be afraid to communicate. Do not be afraid to communicate. That's super awesome. No, yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah. It's not all, it's not all rainbows and sunshine, man. It's, nope. you know, so that's super cool. And then just, just this quick one. Um, cause you guys are both, like I said, you guys are both entrepreneurs. Um, how do you, cause some advice from you, if you yeah. have, have like a spouse or a partner who's an entrepreneur, what's the best way to support their business? 
So hold space for them, but do not try to be their business partner. So this is something I learned from some really, really high level people who are both entrepreneurs as well. Some other couples, um, two, two of them you may know is Lori and Chris Harder, but um, you got to be careful mixing business and your relationship. You don't want your relationship to turn into business and you don't want your business to turn into your relationship. Uh, you want to keep them separate. And so my personal advice is to um, hold space for your spouse, whether it's a woman or a man, you can listen to their problems, uh, but don't try to give them solutions, which I still struggle with unless they ask for it. And don't try to be their business partner because that's not what they need from you. And, uh, and most times it's not what they need from you. They need you to support them and they need you to hold space for them. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, you heard that. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, man. Uh, well, before I, I, like I said, I know you're a busy man. Before I let you go, I def, we definitely got to get into the podcast. Yeah. Empowerment, masculinity. Uh, like I said, you know, I've, I've listened to it. I definitely, and I, I got to listen to more of your interviews. I did more of just you. The solo, oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, to, to me, it's like, I think it's awesome. Like I said, uh, if you could just kind of give a quick, like tell the listeners just a little bit more about your show, The Art of Masculinity. Yeah, man. So I appreciate you and I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. And um, The Art of Masculinity is, it's about, we talked a little bit about it throughout your episode here, but it's really about trying to show men that there's a lot of guys out there who are perceived as being, and who are, who are alpha males, um, I've had, you know, professional athletes on there. I've had special operations guys on there. I've had uh, self-development people on there. There's all these guys that are showing their, vulner their vulnerability on where they struggled in life because they're men who, like, for instance, Chris Harder is a big one. He went through, he lost everything twice. You know how as a man that crushes your soul yeah. and your masculinity? And he's a, he is... I mean, just stratospheric at this point with his career now, but there's all these men that have really, really struggled and you're not alone. So the whole point of the podcast is to really show that there's this whole layer of men out there and it's pretty much most of us, we've gone through a lot of things and as long as we share it and we open up about it and show that we've struggled too, other men can realize that it's okay to struggle and it's okay to talk about the struggle. So, um, it's really there to just show guys that there's a huge world that is untapped right now, that if they just decide to listen, they can realize, oh, there's some tools that can help me to get through this, or there's tools that can help me to kind of be better here. So that's really what the art of masculinity is, man. Yeah, and it's awesome, man. Yeah. It's just, and it's also mainly my question, my signing off question is always asking my guest. Um, what does the art of masculinity mean to them? Because it means very different things to every guy. But the point of that for me was that the art of masculinity to me meant that you as a man, there's no prescription for you. There's no prescription on how to be a man. What it is, is being honest to what's inside of you and who you want to be. If you show up a certain way every day, that's the man and that is masculine. That's the man you're supposed to be and that's your masculinity. So own it and hold it and embrace it. 
And so for me, the art of masculinity is finding what makes you feel confident and secure in who you are. And it's not forced. Damn. That's, that's yeah. super. That's cool. I mean, yeah, man, that's solid, strong. Yeah. Thanks um, brother. I appreciate power, it. Powerful. Yeah. Uh, and then with that, I mean, you kind of, I was going to ask you a couple, but you kind of answered everything that I kind of had in there, man. I guess, yeah. well, real quick, what real, um, what, in your opinion, what areas have you seen the most need for men to improve? Like the, I guess the, their emotions or, are you, I mean, you kind of answered it, but. Every, every, everybody says emotions. Um, I, I think that's a big area for men because men don't want to talk about that. But I think the real improvement in all, in all honesty is being honest with yourself. I think most men aren't honest with themselves. So um, a lot of men think meditating is like, like woo-woo, right? But uh, in all reality, meditating is very good because you get to be alone with your own mind and you get to talk to yourself. And what happens is you know when you're lying. So you're not honest with yourself 100% of the time because what happens? You create all these things in your life that take you from actually talking to yourself internally. So when you find out how to be alone and you find out where your real struggles are, you can find out how to fix them um, and how to make yourself better. So I think one of the biggest areas, yeah, emotions, but in my, my, my opinion is being honest with yourself. Nice. Awesome. Well, they, that, was a, that was a perfect way to, thanks for that great answer. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks brother. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for just being on the podcast and just being willing to answer. Like yeah, I said, man. I, it was, I mean, it's pretty easy. I mean, you're, you're extroverted and you're just, you're open. So you're, yeah. you're, you're honest and open guy. And I really appreciate you jumping on here with me. Um, and yeah, I guess real quick, the floor is kind of yours where, where can our audience find you online and on social media? And yeah, oh, I appreciate it, man. Um, so you can find me obviously at Instagram at Johnny dot Sasser. So it's E L S A S S E R. Everybody gets that one messed up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Johnny, Johnny dot Sasser is on there. And then you have me on Facebook, uh, Johnny L Sasser. And then I also have the art of masculinity on Facebook as well. Um, and just really, if you guys want to support, go and follow me and take a listen to the podcast. And if you like it, or if you have men in your life that if, for the women out there, if you have men in your life that you really feel could use some help in these areas, pass it along to them and, and see if they want to listen to it and let them know that it's a lot of dudes on there that have opened up and shared their life with me and with the community. And it's a really cool thing. So if anybody wants to follow that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Check it out, yeah, definitely check it out, listeners. It's it's awesome. Like you, like you said, men, wives with males that you know they yeah. maybe they don't like to share. I, I feel like that's super a spot where a bad man can be open and vulnerable. So, yeah, so it's a good yeah. listen. So, but yeah, yeah, thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, yeah, man, thanks. It was, it was a really good time, and I I appreciate everything. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you, and I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thank you. What's up, everybody? It's Riley with the That's Deep Podcast. Naomi and I would love to invite you to leave a review on iTunes. Scroll down to the bottom of the page after you're done listening to the episode and find the ratings and reviews. Tap the number of stars you see fit and leave a little comment for us. At the end of each month, we'll do a little raffle and pick a lucky reviewer to receive a little gift card from us at the That's Deep Podcast, a little token of appreciation. Thank you for all your support and good luck.